Hello everyone, welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit For All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss, and we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share, so let's do this. Look at how far we have come. Day five of the five-day challenge is already here on the podcast, and I'm super excited because we've worked through so much so far. What have we done here? We've optimized sleep routine so far to better your sleep and your wake cycle. We've reduced day-to-day stressors to lower high cortisol levels. Uh, We changed up digestion to kickstart a better fat furnace within the body. And today we are going to increase your energy levels to get rid of your fatigue. I'm super pumped for this. But before we get into this energy work that we're going to do, many of you have reached out this past week telling me that all of this that we've covered in the past four days, there's no way that it can be changed in four days. Well, I'm here to tell you, of course it can't. Not by itself, at least. Hormonal imbalances normally happen over months of the body's compensating and shortening other places in the body. So, of course, it's not going to be changed in five days. Also, it doesn't help that the majority of moms and business owners who reach out to me tend to do so normally when they're at the end of their hormonal rope. So it's most likely that the symptoms you're experiencing have been present for more than a year already. So for these five days of changes, in order for them to take full effect, you're going to have to apply them consistently as well as eat right for your body type and exercise with a protocol that is right for your hormone panel in order to balance those hormones and of course, increase your metabolism. For some of you recently listening in on the podcast, this might be the first time that you're actually taking your hormones and your metabolism super seriously. And maybe you're already doing some good things, which is amazing. But now it's time to take a bigger step in the right direction to finally give you the total body freedom that you've been looking for. Now, what kind of freedom am I talking about? Well, the kind of freedom that gives you additional energy for your kids, because there's nothing worse than showing up as 40% of whatever you've got in the gas tank. And your kids are asking you, mom, dad, play with me. And you're like, I just can't like, Use your iPad. I'm just going to sleep on the couch. There's nothing worse than showing up for your kids that way. Or the kind of energy that's going to be able to leave you at the end of the night without feeling bloated because stomach and IBS issues, also a hormonal thing. And there's nothing worse than trying to fit into your favorite piece of clothing or to try and put on a business suit that you're like feeling really uncomfortable in and then have to pitch your business or show up in front of people and you've got all these subconscious thoughts running in your mind that's hurting your confidence to be able to run your business without burnout because there's nothing worse than burning the candle at both ends and not having enough and trying to rely on caffeine to just get by day to day for you to be present and calm in your life without having to be consumed by days on end of anxiety because anxiety is a hormonal symptom and if these hormones get out of whack you start losing control over your mental state and it starts consuming your day-to-day actions and decisions. And finally, being able to control your slow metabolism for your yo-yo weight loss. There's nothing more frustrating than losing the weight, struggling to keep it off, 
and then gaining it all back when you're doing the seemingly right things like moving more, doing increased activity, you've changed up your food. There's a lot that's there. And there's so much that we can accomplish together when you choose to say yes to yourself and truly commit to this being a year of optimal health and happiness. So I've got a surprise for you. So be sure to stick around until the very end of the episode. Don't worry, you're going to get an opportunity to learn about the surprise and to learn how you're going to work with me because a lot of you have been asking. But for now, let's dive into the episode to help increase your energy levels and ultimately get rid of your chronic fatigue. It seems now when you go to the doctor or you check up a symptom on the dreaded WebMD, I hate searching that place, the symptom of fatigue comes up alongside every single illness that you can possibly imagine. Are you low in iron? Boom, there it is. Thyroid illness, boom, there it is. Are you diabetic? Huh, it's there too. Pre and postnatal symptoms, big surprise. Postmenopause, premenopause, boom, it's there. I feel like the more you look up and you see chronic fatigue, it's like one after another, like big whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Oh my God, that's part of a song. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Come on now. What is that from? What is that from? Oh, I think it's Space Jam. Is it Space Jam? Let me know. Somebody drop drop a comment below the episode. Let me know if it's Space Jam. I don't know. But... Chronic fatigue. So chronic fatigue is a great way of saying, I feel like absolute garbage right now. And being exhausted all the time sucks. I can tell you personally, because I spent at least four to five years of my life being in a state where I couldn't get out of bed. And I'm sure everyone at one point has experienced a significant level of exhaustion, which just puts you on your ass from time to time. But you got to ask yourself, is that sensation you feel truly chronic fatigue? If not, Well, how can you actually tell if you have chronic fatigue? So there is a difference between what I call two types of fatigue. It's mechanical fatigue and hormonal fatigue. So I'm going to talk about the mechanical fatigue first. Okay. So by hormonal fatigue, there's many different names, but we'll we'll talk about the mechanical stuff first. Mechanical fatigue, it actually shows up in many forms, and I'm going to go through them quickly. So there's social fatigue. Social fatigue is the type of fatigue that you feel after speaking to large groups of people for an extended period. So it might happen when traveling, when meeting up, and usually it's because it requires more energy. So some people are extroverted, some people are introverted. So you end up taking more energy than you're used to, to having to meet other people's energy levels. So for example, me, I'm a very upbeat person, sometimes chatting with me. People like if they're not at a high energy, they're going to raise to a high energy level by the time they finish speaking with me because that's just who I am. So social fatigue can make us feel overwhelmed. It can make us feel stressed and wiped out, and that affects our energy levels. Another mechanical type of fatigue is called emotional fatigue. This entails when we have felt times of sadness, anger, depression, frustration over an extended period. If you were to think back in the past, maybe a time where you cried and you cried so hard that your eyes hurt afterwards, like your your eyes were just like, I have nothing left. Your body is affected by that because so much energy is used to experience those feelings and then it ends up leaving us feeling pretty wiped out of energy. Now, just like there is that emotional fatigue, of course, there's physical fatigue. So this type of fatigue follows physical activity. 
So when you run for a super long time or when you're doing a heavy training session, your entire body feels super, super drained and you end up feeling chronically tired. So with that, it ends up being this point where your body's like, wow, I'm super drained. Then there's pain fatigue. So pain fatigue might be caused by a bad night's sleep or uh, it might be caused by, let's say, a knee that has arthritis where there's chronic pain all the time. Now, trying to explain that pain to someone can be really tiring, which prompts emotional fatigue that drains energy. Plus, having to deal with the mental aspect of having to deal with that pain can start to use energy from two places. And that leads to one of the final aspects of mechanical fatigue, which is called mental fatigue. This comes from extending a lot of mental energy. So if you're using your brain a lot, your brain is a muscle too. All of these things are mechanical fatigue. This is basically all in relation to the body and its structural systems and the lack of repair. So when we're looking at fatigue like that, that's what we call and consider that mechanical. Then we have a conditioned fatigue or what your doctor will label as chronic illness fatigue. This is the fatigue that normally comes from a hormonal perspective. So sometimes there's no other explanation for what makes us feel fatigued than just chronic illness chronic damage that has passed over time, in which case it gets to a point where that inflammation is so high, our body just can't repair the damage. So we end up having damage to the central nervous system. We end up having damage to the hormones. And that's called basically your chronic illness fatigue. And that can be caused due to factors like Hashimoto's, multiple sclerosis, diabetes, usually a lot of conditions or sometimes digestive conditions. So think IBS issues, or if you've had chronic indigestion for your life, all of these things can start to cause those chronic illness pains. Now of the two, so between the mechanical and the conditional fatigue, which conditional is hormonal, all mechanical fatigue can be corrected, but it can be progressively worse over time if someone doesn't have proper recovery routine, that's actually set in a place to help repair that damage. So that is what fatigue is. It's the overuse of a hormone system or a muscle. It's our hormones job to manage and monitor that fatigue. So that way you can recover well and you wake up refreshed. Where fatigue cannot be fixed is if someone's hormones are out of balance because the body tries to fix the imbalance instead of the fatigue. So long-term hormone imbalance equals long-term chronic fatigue. That's how that's connected. Now, I bet some of you are wondering, well, what about that condition fatigue that's caused by hormones? Well, some conditions or illnesses are caused by a part of the body that's not functioning correctly, which is where specialists come into play. So an example like that would be a hormone condition like PCOS, where a woman's ovaries don't function the best way they should. People with medical conditions, they need to address the condition first before addressing the fatigue because the fatigue is merely a symptom. Often people with condition-based fatigue need help the most on their hormones because their systems have been taxed for so long. So those are the two types of fatigues that you can have. And now that we've gone through them, we're going to implement two changes that can help restore the hormone balance to improve your energy levels. That's right. Today, we're only focusing on two changes. 
I want you to remember something from now on. More is not better. Being consistent is better. There is nothing more frustrated than people telling me that they're doing more of something or that they're trying a million different things. You need to be consistent. Do something consistently. Exercise two to three times a week. Drinking water every day. Going to sleep every day. Doing something consistent. Going to sleep every day. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> how many of us just don't sleep? Just never sleep perpetually for the rest of your life. Of course, you're going to go to sleep every day. That was a terrible example. But you want to go to sleep at the same time every day is what I meant. So more is not better. Being consistent is better. So let's go into these tips here so we can get some of your energy back so your energy can become like mine. So number one, it's time for you to get moving, like actually right now. Movement and activity is one of the best ways to help create more hormones because our body has these openings on muscles that are called androgen receptors. These little pockets help hold on and regulate hormones that pass through your system. So that means the more muscle mass you have, the more of these hormone pockets we have on our body, and that means we can regulate more hormones. So by increasing the size of our muscle, we increase the amount of hormones that we can regulate, and that's better for our system. This is why strength training is so important. Now, you don't need to be working out every day. Three times a week for 40 minutes is plenty. And strength training is great for this. Join a gym for their classes, meet up with a friend for a workout, or do what our clients do and hire a personal coach to build out a routine that's going to be straightforward for you. Your routine should have lots of leg and back movements as those are the largest muscle groups in the body, which means you're going to get the best androgen receptors increases from it. If we work the larger muscles, I call it the tree trunk effect. Your legs, you don't see a tree out in the open that has a stump that's the size of like a straw and branches the size of like your arm. No, the largest muscle of the group is your legs. And then the second largest is your back. So we want to work those muscles first to be able to grow. And then the rest of our bodies grows as well too. And that includes the androgen receptors. So in terms of the routine, your workout routine should also have some structured rest periods too. You want to be aiming for 45 seconds to a minute of rest in between each set of the exercises. Now for the amount of those sets, you want to start with three to four sets for each exercise you do, as that's going to help you build endurance and that's going to increase the energy stored in those muscles too. If you're doing 40 minutes, make sure you stretch for at least five to eight minutes and that'll be part of your routine as stretching is going to increase blood flow and that's going to help you feel more energized after the session. Finally, number two, we need to stay fully hydrated and people underestimate the power of hydration and 82% of Canadians are chronically dehydrated. And that has actually been uh, with, uh, I'll actually drop the, uh, the Stats Canada thing in the, uh, in the show notes. So um, we need to stay fully hydrated. Staying hydrated helps maintain our energy levels by keeping muscles energized. So your cells need adequate hydration to optimize the amount of energy that's produced from food. Plus, dehydration can manifest as fatigue or lower energy because it's narrowing the highways, the blood vessels that's in our systems. Think of your blood vessels like a highway. 
If they are well hydrated, they've got four to five lanes. If they're dehydrated, they've got two lanes. That slows where your hormones go. That slows your ability to get energy quickly. And that's going to change. So if you're staying hydrated, it's going to help prevent that. Now, the amount of hydration you need, of course, it varies from person to person, but there is a way that you can calculate your water intake. I'm going to walk you through a three-step formula right now, and I'm going to slow it down. Okay. Number one is three steps. Number one, I want you to take your weight, your weight in pounds, and you're going to divide it by 2.2. Really simple. Take your weight in pounds, divide it by 2.2. Then you're going to multiply the result by one of these three numbers. If you're younger than 30, you're going to multiply it by 40. If you're between 30 to 55 years old, you're going to multiply it by 35. And if you're older than 55, you're going to multiply it by 30. There's a formula that's already been calculated that gives the average hydration based off of someone's age range. So I'll say step one and step two again. Step one, divide your weight in pounds by 2.2. Step two, you're going to multiply the result by either 40, 35, or 30, depending on your age. And the third one is you're going to divide that result by 28.3. 28.3 is the average caloric burn that people experience. So that will give you the average hydration that you need per that caloric burn. The answer is the estimated amount of water that you require each day in ounces. Now, if some of you are, are dyslexic or, or cannot function in terms of math, because I am terrible at math, I'm going to drop this formula in the show notes. So then that way you can take as long as you need to be able to calculate it. So those are the two things that we're going to be focusing on for the last day of the five day challenge. We've got to say chronic fatigue is something that you do not have to suffer with. And it shouldn't be normalized by your friends, shouldn't be normalized by your family or any practitioner that you've been to. It's not normal, it's common, and you can experience better. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, and I want to talk about it now, what it's like to work with me and what that actually looks like. As a coach, I've been able to help over 1,600 people within the past three years to balance their hormones so they can lose weight sustainably and permanently keep it off. My goal is about regaining their energy back so they can finally focus on their family and their business and be able to support their digestive health so they can eat favorite foods without any crazy bloating or IBS issues. Now, if you found these past five days helpful and this challenge helpful, and you're ready to go all in with your hormones to heal your gut health and metabolism, then my signature hormone reboot program is for you. I'm going to quickly share with you the three main components of this program. Number one is the strategy. From grocery store to dinner table, it's going to be putting together an entire protocol for your nutrition to help with micronutrients that are going to be used to balance your hormones. We'll be having you do a panel at the beginning called the Dutch test to make sure that your hormones have a good baseline. And then essentially from there, our protocol is going to change depending on what your hormones need. We're going to make sure that you have your meal prep guide, your grocery list, an eating out system, how to be able to prep with the family. We'll build you out recipe books, all based on your hormones and the process of food that you need to be able to balance those hormones. 
Now we practice a food first approach. That is our strategy because to me, food is sustainable long-term. So with this, it's going to be implementing the foods that are solely dedicated to be able to balance your specific hormone. Now, along the way, a part of that strategy is making sure that you learn how to be able to maintain your hormones moving forward. So we'll be talking about any pre or post menopause issues, any hormonal issues, any reduction in testosterone to make sure that moving forward after this hormone reboot process, you understand how to maintain and how to keep your hormones healthy. The second thing is going to be the mindset. So from a mindset perspective, I am all about dropping motivation. Motivation should not be something that always uplifts you because the cup of motivation is like a shot glass. You spend three to four days filling that shot glass. You take one shot and then you're like, I, I need another drink. What is going on here? It's about removing the motivation and getting you to a place where you can develop that self-sufficiency where you can feel confident in your own skin and you can work the mental barriers and maybe the low confidence barriers that have been preventing you from staying consistent with your health in the first place. A lot of the business owners, a lot of moms that we work with, they put themselves on the back burner, not because they choose to, but because they feel they have to. And that's a mindset that we can work through to help be able to prioritize yourself first while still having other priorities like your kids, your business, your partner on the front end as well. Finally is going to be the accountability piece. And this is really important to me. Accountability is about being a part of a group community that's incredibly supportive. So we have a group part of the program in which people can share and learn wins from others, but also too, to get to a place where you're not guilted or feared or um, resented into making decisions about your health, where you can get excited and you feel empowered and you feel happy about making changes and making time for you. So the accountability is going to be working with me as your coach or working with one of my teammates, depending on, on who you like and, and what makes the most sense for your hormones. And it's also from the group aspect, making sure that you're getting support from a group. Now, in terms of this timeline, our process is going to be working together anywhere from eight weeks to 16 weeks. That length of time depends based on what you need and what hormone issues you're struggling with. And after that time in which you're going to be able to basically take total control of your hormone and your metabolic health. So in honor of the podcast starting up, I'm going to be dropping a link in the show notes for the hormone reboot program. It's going to have you fill out an application so we can know what your goals are and what the challenges are. And then it'll lead you to booking a discovery call with me on that call. We'll go to make sure that the program's a good fit. And then for anyone who joins that program moving forward, this link is going to save them $200 off of the program enrollment. Now I'm going to say the URL right now, but I'll drop it in the notes as well too. So you've got that. It's going to be fitforallfitness.com. So that's F-I-T number four, A-L-L fitness.com slash coaching dash program dash application, all lowercase and that's it. So fitforallfitness.com slash coaching slash program slash application. So again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am so ready to have you become a part of my FitFam, and I'm really excited to see what we can accomplish together for your health and your hormones. Thank you so much for sticking this five-day challenge to it because it shows a testament as your level of will, and it shows a testament to the importance of how 
much you believe your health is important to you. I cannot stress enough. These changes are not going to just alter over the span of a week or two. This is something that I want you to consistently apply. And I'm really excited and look forward to you filling out an application and seeing where our journey can go. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site. We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Um, Or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, It'll say Fit for All beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.